الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين My beloved brothers and sisters Have you ever come across those who fulfill their five daily prayers? Not just the obligation But beyond that they also take their time to fulfill the sunnah and the nafil which are the voluntary prayers. And beyond that, they are very charitable. And you find their lips are moving in what would be the remembrance of Allah, the praise of Allah. Yet, they are evil people. One might think, how is that possible? Their mouths, when it comes to fellow worshippers, are full of deception, full of bad words, vulgar words. Yet, these people they have the Qur'an opened early in the morning. They get up at times for Salatul Tahajjud, which is the pre-dawn prayer that is voluntary. And at the same time, you would find them doing many good deeds. They would dress appropriately. They would dress very modestly. But unfortunately, shaitan takes over by making them belittle fellow human beings. They would deceive. They would utter vulgar words. They would make life difficult for others. They would create problems. They would gossip and they would eat the wealth of someone. They probably could do major sin against fellow human beings. The Prophet ﷺ speaks about them. He speaks about them in more than one narration. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us about those who think they're doing good deeds, but they have wasted their deeds. So this is a warning. Not everyone who appears to be pious is actually pious. Some people who appear to be pious are actually evil people. They have the most skeletons in the closet. And at times, the way they treat others already proves that that piety is not going to benefit them in any way. This khutbah and this lecture is actually a warning and a reminder for myself and yourselves not to be from among those who do many good deeds but then spoil those deeds subhanallah this is why the prophet once asked his companions do you know who is the bankrupt person they said yeah it's a person who doesn't have the dirham the dinar they don't have money they don't have wealth they don't have the gold and the silver he says, that's not who I'm referring to. He says, a, a bankrupt person is he who will come on the day of judgment with a lot of good deeds, a lot of salah, a lot of zakah, a lot of prayer and charity, a lot of good, subhanallah. And what I said right at the beginning, they would come with the recitation of the Quran, which they did every day. The beautiful dress which they were dressing by the, and with the modest dress, subhanallah, they would come with a lot of good deeds, the charities they gave, whatever else it may have been. But when they come on the day of judgment, they have backbitten this one. They have gossiped about that one. They have slandered this one. They have eaten the wealth of this one. They have sworn and abused the other one. They've made life difficult for others. They have actually been terrible, terrible, really evil in their relations with fellow creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So 
all their good deeds will go as a payment to all those people they have wronged. What a loss. What a loss. This is why we say true piety shows in your character and conduct. Those who are harsh, those who are hard, vulgar, abusive, slanderous, and so on. They are not pious. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about piety. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about those who do good, those who respect others. Subhanallah. Those who have a kind heart, they are filled with mercy, compassion. فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْفَضُّوا مِنْ حَوْلِكِ Allah says, it is because of the mercy of Allah that you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, were lenient towards those around you. Had you been harsh and hard-hearted, they would have dispersed from around you, they wouldn't even have listened to what you have to say. That's on one hand. Allah is mentioning the importance of greatness of character. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was upon the greatest level of character. Indeed, you are upon an amazing level of character and conduct. May Allah grant us even a bit of that. This is a reminder for myself and yourselves to say, my brothers, my sisters, let us be warned. The outward piety we show and sometimes the deeds we engage in are spoilt. They are nullified because we will pay those whom we have wronged, those whom we have sworn, those whom we have belittled, those whom we have backbitten about or spread gossip about or stolen the wealth of. We will be paying all our deeds to them until we are left with no deeds whatsoever. Subhanallah. Do you know who is the bankrupt person? Subhanallah. He is the one who will come on the day of judgment with all these deeds. But because he wronged this one, the salah goes to that person. The zakah goes to another person. The ibadah goes to another person. The dhikr of Allah goes there. The umrah goes there. Whatever other deeds they have will be going. Going to whom? Those whom they've wronged. Subhanallah. What will they be left with? Well, listen to what the hadith says. When all their good deeds are actually depleted and there are still people whom they owe goodness to or they owe some form of a, a compensation to because of the evil they did towards them, then the bad deeds of those will actually be shouldered by the person who has slandered them and who had a lot of good deeds, but now they have nothing left and still they owe people. They start carrying the burdens of others. And this is why we say, definitely, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how nobody shall shoulder the burden of another. But you know what? Unless you have taught the person the evil or unless you have wronged them and need to pay for the, the wrong that you did by taking their bad and putting it on your back. May Allah protect us. May Allah grant us goodness. This is why my brothers and sisters, it is important we develop the outward and the inward. Many times when people begin to practice after they were not practicing, they become very harsh on others who have not yet seen the light in the way they have. And the Prophet ﷺ being told about how to speak to those around him respectfully, 
and understand you need to have mercy. You need to know that guidance is in the hands of Allah. Your duty is just to deliver the message. So don't belittle people. You can convey the message. Sometimes you can convey it in, in a very direct way. But remember, when you apply wisdom and tact, it is far more reaching than that which is lacking the tact and the wisdom. It will reach a deeper place in the heart. Subhanallah. Don't belittle people. Don't swear them. Don't falsely accuse others. That is a problem of the age. We hear something and automatically we start spreading it without verifying it. It's none of your business, my brothers and sisters, sometimes. And you're just messing your mouth. Your records are being spoilt by, by the false accusations being spread and allegations being spread against innocent people. It would be in the best of our interests to pray for them and perhaps not to spread evil. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us protection. I thought I'd spend a moment to remind myself and yourselves to say, let's preserve our good deeds. Allah says, Whoever comes with a good deed on the day of judgment will have that good deed multiplied by 10. Because you did the good deed and you preserved it. You were not from among the pious who were evil at the same time. What this means is, yes, you did have a lot of good deeds, but you spoiled them. Sometimes in our own homes, we live in such a way that our family members look at a lot of the salah we do, the tilawa of the Quran. You find people sitting and reciting the Quran into the late hours of the night or early hours of the morning. They are already reciting and they have all their daily adhkar that they fulfill on a regular basis. And you know what? We witness them abusing those in the house. Whether it is a child, a daughter, a son or a daughter-in-law, a son-in-law, whoever it may be, a nephew, a niece, a spouse, a parent, a brother, a sister, by abusing them, you're just proving that you're not pious. All that salah that you're doing will go to them. All that prayer of the Quran and recitation will go to them. It's not going to benefit you in any way. So remember this, it is something very serious. And we need to talk about it because there are so many people who don't realize that they are toiling when it comes to worshipping Allah, but spoiling everything. What's the point of spoiling everything? After you have engaged in such good deeds, what was it costing you to just be a good person, to be easygoing, to understand don't make the lives of others difficult. Many times people want to do something that Allah has allowed, Allah has permitted, but we think we're not going to allow it. So what if Allah allowed it? I'm not allowing it. Who are you? My brothers and sisters, if Allah has allowed something, let it be. Have a big heart. Life is very short. Let people remember you for being a champion of the cause of Allah in a beautiful way. When Allah told you to do something in a certain way, you did it in that way simply because Allah wanted it that way. And you protected your tongue. 
And like I said earlier, we have an issue with practicing brothers and sisters who belittle those who may not yet be practicing. It is something serious. No need to belittle. By all means, give them da'wah, which means invite them to the good cause in a beautiful way. Allah speaks about the people of the book and the non-Muslims. And Allah says, when you're inviting them, you should call towards the, the cause of Allah with wisdom. And you should present beautiful arguments to say, you know what? Well, why don't you consider this and that in a beautiful way? Engage the mind, engage the heart. Try and speak to the person with love and care, with affection and concern. But there is no need to belittle people. Everyone is cut for a different reason on earth. Primarily to worship Allah alone, definitely. But... With a different gift, Allah has cut people. So what that means is, I might be doing good in a different way that you are doing good over and above the obligation. Don't get me wrong. We all have to fulfill the obligations, definitely. But beyond the obligation, do I have to do everything that you are doing simply because I want to earn the pleasure of Allah? I may not be able to do certain voluntary things you are doing, but I'm doing voluntary things that you are not doing. It's possible. So don't spoil your deeds, my brothers and sisters, by belittling those who might not be doing exactly what you're doing. Or they may not want to do it the way you would like them to do it. They're doing it the way Allah has permitted and ordained. What is wrong? So don't get me wrong. Yes, the farah, the obligation, we will all fulfill, we have to fulfill. But over and above that, give people their own pace that Allah has given them. Allah has not created everyone exactly the same. We're all different. We all have different gifts and capacities, different understandings, different likes and dislikes. Remember the obligations. Yes, it's the third time I'm saying this. The obligations we will fulfill, the primary reason that we're on earth we know to worship Allah alone the way he wants us to worship him and to return to Allah in a way that we are submitters may Allah grant that to us I mean it's a beautiful life that Allah has given us filled with ibadah with acts of worship and the opportunity to call others towards worship when you are harsh with people they will run away they will disperse but when you are kind-hearted when you have a good way of speaking to others, you will definitely be able to reach a far deeper place in their heart and Allah will guide. The guidance is in the hands of Allah, but it's an opportunity to earn reward. In the same way, you also have opportunities to sin, to sin in such a dangerous way. Let me explain something. When you have committed adultery or you have consumed alcohol or you have gambled or you have, for example, uh, done something, say for example, you missed your prayer. You seek the forgiveness of Allah. Allah will forgive you always. He will always forgive you regarding those things that are sins between you and him. You have not involved the rights of a third party. The minute you've involved the rights of another human being, you're playing with dangerous territory because that human being needs to forgive you first before Allah forgives you. So those sins are even worse. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us forgiveness. If a person engaged in shirk, which is association of partnership with Allah, as bad as it is, if they were to turn to Allah before death and they were to read their shahada or they were to repent, 
they would be forgiven by Allah. That's in the Quran. Allah says that clearly, that he will forgive all sins, subhanallah, unless a person dies in the condition of shirk. That is dangerous territory. But what else is dangerous territory? When you have wronged a fellow human being, they may never forgive you. Not everyone is forgiving. And sometimes we make life so difficult for others that we drive them to suicidal thoughts and we think we're going to get away with it. You think you're pious when you've driven someone to suicidal thoughts? Couldn't you empower them? Couldn't you speak to them, reassure them? Couldn't you give them words of guidance? Couldn't you let them know how merciful Allah is so that whatever they've done could be wiped out? Couldn't you give them a few words of comfort to tell them that whatever bad or whatever difficulty and hardship they're going through, Allah will make it easy for them. Good days are definitely going to come. Instead of that, we smash them onto the ground in a way that even when they were considering suicide, it became a louder thought in their minds and hearts. May Allah protect us. I would never like to be a person whom, because of their speech or actions or deeds, another person felt they didn't want to live anymore. That's not good enough. Why would that? Why would a Muslim do that? Subhanallah. You believe in Allah. No matter who you are, never blackmail people. Never. Never treat people in a bad way. There are so many out there who blackmail others. You develop a haram relationship with the opposite sex. And then when one or two or both of the parties realize this is not what we're supposed to be doing and the relationship comes to an end, you find sometimes someone decides we're going to blackmail this person so that they cannot let go. Well, you may choose to do something silly. You are very well in the clutches of Allah. Allah is definitely going to get hold of you. If not here, then very soon. You don't get away with oppressing people. When you've oppressed someone, that's going to be the darknesses of the day of judgment. Subhanallah. The dark clouds above your head on the day of judgment. The clouds of shame. The clouds of hurt and oppression. Those would be the regretful ones. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. My brothers and sisters, this is a reminder delivered on a Friday. This beautiful message to say, let's learn to respect people. We always say we respect each other, but we disagree on certain matters. What does that mean? It does not mean I agree with you just because I'm respecting you. I would respect you and disagree with you. The issue of respect is separate from disagreement. I may respect some aspects, some things. The fact that you're a human being, I respect you. Allah says, we have honored the child of Adam. Human beings, there, there is a certain karama. You know, there is a certain honor that Allah has afforded a human being. But I may disagree with you totally. Look at how the Prophet ﷺ spoke to those who were idol worshippers, those who were mushrikeen. Those of Makkah who had wronged him. Look at how he spoke to them. Subhanallah. So piety, my brothers and sisters, is shown in your character and conduct. When you have amazing character, wallahi, it could be a sign that you are definitely a pious person. It could be a sign. But if you think you're a pious person and you don't have character, subhanallah, 
you can never be a pious person. Impossible. Impossible for someone to be conscious of Allah without being conscious of the creatures that the same Allah has made. If Allah is important to you, whatever he has made should also be important to you. Subhanallah, that is simple, important. Allah calls Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam harisun alaykum, subhanallah. One who desperately wanted the goodness for every one of you, mankind, subhanallah. I was sent to all human beings, the good and the bad, the tall and the short, the distance and the distant and the near, all of them. The Prophet ﷺ was sent to everyone. Those who loved him, those who didn't like him. He was sent to all of them. How many of them? Allah says, Allah is able to create love between you and the one whom there was enmity with. Subhanallah. Allah says he's all able. He can do that. He can create love between you and your enemy. Allah can do that. And Allah has done it. Look at Abu Sufyan. Look at Khalid ibn al-Walid ibn al-Mughira. How they became known as radiyallahu anhum. And at one stage they were fighting Islam and fighting the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Allah creates and Allah does that. Allah tells you, in alayka illa al-balaq. Your duty is none, none other than conveying the message. In a beautiful way, call towards the path of Allah with wisdom. And don't spoil your good deeds by, by subhanAllah donating them to those whom you have wronged. Imagine. May Allah protect us. So sometimes our children are trying to get married, and for no reason, we just say, No way, I don't want. You don't want that child actually belongs to Allah and so do you belong to Allah. If you have a valid, proper reason, by all means, we will support you. But if you have no reason, it's just your arrogance. You have no Islamic reason. Then please remember that Allah is going to ask you. I gave you an amana. What did you do? Did you fulfill it? I told you what to do when a proposal comes in your direction. Did you do that? Someone comes to you and their level of deen and character, their level of religiousness and their, le their level of character is satisfactory. Then get them married. Let it happen. If both parties would like it, if both the boy and the girl, the, the groom and the bride would like it, let it be. What are you losing? Subhanallah. May Allah grant us ease. There are so many things that we could fit in today with what I've just said. Because outwardly you have pious people, my brothers, my sisters. Allah tests you with a few major things for you in particular. Salah, everyone is fulfilling salah. Zakah, many people are giving zakah. Dhikr of Allah, many people. You think you're doing good deeds. There are other people who are doing even more good deeds than you are. But their character is better than you. So, what did you? why do you think that you're the only one whom who is close to Allah. There are so many others out there who are perhaps closer to Allah than you and they don't harm others. So learn to change your ways. Learn to surrender completely to Allah, not just in one or two things. Come on, in your character, in your conduct, you must understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is definitely going to ask us all about so many things, so many things, how you treated others, what you did with what you have, your possessions, Allah is going to ask you. You know, arrogance and pride, the hadith says, no matter how much acts of worship you did, if you have an atom's weight of pride, 
mustard seeds weight worth of pride. You won't go to Jannah. You won't go to paradise. Well, that's a warning from the Prophet Sallallahu He will not enter paradise in whose heart there is a mustard seed's weight worth of pride. Imagine, that's a stern warning. It's there to tell us, deal with your pride. Humble yourself. No matter what you have, remember you're ultimately going to Allah. People have a little bit in the dunya. Whether it is position, whether it is wealth, whether it is looks, no matter what it may be, a little bit of knowledge, and they become so arrogant, so proud. And the wrong pride, when I mean pride here, I'm talking of the evil pride. How could you do that? That is a sign that you don't have the piety. There is no piety in a person who has pride. What's the point of all the prayers you are doing and your acts of worship and all the knowledge you have? When you are a proud person, you have arrogance, you have this feeling of belittlement against others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Learn to respect others. Learn to speak to people respectfully, no matter what. And trust me, it is a process. You will have to be disciplined. You will have to try. You will have to keep trying. That's when you will become a better person. It is a lifelong, it is a lifelong commitment to become a better person. Every day you must study yourself. Have I become better? How did I speak to the people around me? Even at a workplace, it doesn't mean that people are under you and you're just in a management position or an ownership position in terms of the business that you have the right to belittle them. When you're giving a charity, the winner is he who can make the poor person feel such a good feeling, not a belittling feeling, but an empowering feeling. Respect. Words of love and kindness. Don't throw things at poor people. Don't throw a coin at a beggar. Give it with utmost respect. Then you're heading in the right direction. The same applies to anyone. In your home, you will have people come in. Your children will get married. You may get married. Someone else's daughter, someone else's son, whoever it may be coming into the home, respect them. Say good words. Do not burden them in a way that they become depressed and start having suicidal thoughts simply because of how you are behaving. That's not your slave. That's not just an unpaid worker. That is somebody's daughter. And more than that, the creature of Allah, beloved worshiper of Allah, many of us are struggling because we've harmed others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. I thought it would be a good opportunity to raise this matter because people are struggling with this virus People are indoors and being indoors, there are two things that are happening. The relationship between us who live within one house, in some cases, in many cases, is deteriorating because we haven't polished our character and we don't have true piety. We might be do doing five salah, six salah. We might be doing, uh, for example, extra acts of worship like dhikr and recitation of Quran. We might be fasting Mondays and Thursdays. I tell you, there are another million others who are doing that within your own communities. Subhanallah. But what you're lacking is the way you speak, the way you belittle your own family. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us forgiveness. May Allah make us more conscious of all of this, my brothers, my sisters. We must make sure that we do not hurt others. And we must make sure that we are not from among those who are pious on one hand, yet evil on the other making us 
not fit to enter Jannatul Firdaus. May Allah make us more conscious. Remember, reminders are always beneficial. Remind, for indeed the reminding is always helpful to those who believe. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good health and grant cure to all those who are sick and ill. May Allah grant mercy to those who've passed on. May Allah eradicate this virus that has overtaken the globe. And may Allah protect all of us and our offspring. Aqulu qawli hadha. Sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.